Welcome to Transform Podcast. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I'm your host, Stephanie Zeller. If you are new to the show, what we do here, what I do on the show is share some personal stories and anecdotes and also give you some tools and new ways of thinking about things to help you accelerate your own transformation in your life. In this show, I try to give a wealth of information and knowledge and share with you concepts that I have learned and tools that I have used and that I use with my clients. But I also have masterminds and a self-guided workshop available for you. My self-guided workshop is called Trigger Free, and this helps you to literally become trigger free. And then I have two masterminds, one to totally eliminate anxiety and to feel good. That one is called Transform Foundations. And my second mastermind available is called Your Life's Work. And this one is really for people who feel like they're just not feeling lit up and fully fulfilled and satisfied in their career. We really break that down and help you find work, whether it's within your career or a little bit of a shift or a transition into something new and different. We work through all of those things and help you find a career that is deeply satisfying. On today's episode, I give you two really solid ways that have worked for me repeatedly and have worked for many of my clients to break free from self-sabotage and frustration and feeling stuck in something. And also these ways will help generate new opportunities and give you a fresh perspective, give you a new way of thinking about things and seeing things. These are two hacks that can work in so many different situations. So I'm excited to share them with you today. If you enjoy this episode or this podcast in general, I would really appreciate it if you would take just a minute or two to rate me five stars. That just helps this podcast to scale and reach more people. And if you feel like this particular episode would really help out a friend or acquaintance of yours, then please pass it along to them. As always, there are ways to connect with me directly and resources in the show notes. So check out those resources. I do take a lot of time to collate resources for you guys so that you have additional ways to dig into the material or seek out more support or information if you would like to. And I've also started putting related episodes. So if you are feeling stuck or like you're trying to break free from a pattern and you want to check out the other episodes that are similar to this one, you can look in the show notes and those related episodes are linked below. Thank you so much for being here. I hope that you enjoy today's show. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining me today. I think today's episode is going to be a bit of a short, quick one, but a few ideas coming through that I thought I would share with you. What's the thing that you do in your life that makes you feel really good? Is there anything that you do that when you do it, you're just like, oh man, I feel so good doing this. Maybe it's going to get your favorite latte at a coffee shop or playing golf or... I don't know if I have a lot of golfers that listen to this show, but you know, there's an example. Uh, maybe it's going on a long walk or calling that one particular friend that always has amazing advice for you. My next question is, how often do you do those things that make you feel good? How often do you allow yourself 
to partake in that sort of deliciousness of life's offerings? How often do you let yourself feel good? How often do you actually seek it out? How often do you give yourself permission? What about the thing that you do when you need a shift in perspective? Is there anything that you can think of that you do that really facilitates a shift in perspective? Here's a really interesting thing. When I started really getting interested in behavioral theory, behavioral economics, psychology, and neuroscience, the one thing that I discovered that was the most fascinating was how our mind can play tricks on us and how we have these cognitive biases, these beliefs that filter our experience and the way that we interpret the things around us, the people around us, our own experiences, literally everything, and how those can actually be very faulty. And then I also discovered that we can change them. Now, What's an example of this? Well, I've given so many examples in past episodes when I have talked about beliefs and changing our beliefs, especially something like a self-limiting belief. But let me give you some more kind of concrete examples. In fact, let me give you what the technical term for these things are. So for instance, we have recency bias. Recency bias is a cognitive bias A bias being the way that we feel about a particular thing, a sort of perspective that we hold, and cognitive meaning our mind. So a cognitive bias is a judgment that we are making with our mind. Recency bias is when we unconsciously give something greater significance or importance because it's a really recent event. So for instance... Let's say that I get an offer to invest in a company, but just yesterday I got a phone call from a friend that lost a bunch of money in investing. Now, something that my mind might do is place particular importance on that friend that lost money investing, and I may short circuit my own decision and turn down the investment opportunity because I recently had a encounter with that particular topic that has skewed my perception. Now, our brains do this automatically because, as I've talked about before, everything that we take in, every bit of information that we take in, we categorize, or essentially it's categorized for us in our subconscious mind. And then When something new happens to us where we have to make a decision, our subconscious mind goes into action, goes to our Rolodex of memories and sees, okay, what relates here? How can I make the best informed decisions based on my past experiences? Well, this just recently happened because our subconscious can prioritize things that have happened in the short term and pull things from our short-term memory or recent events and prioritize them. And so this investment opportunity may be amazing, but because I have this clouded perspective, because I just recently heard this crazy story about my friend losing so much money, my brain is going to sort of quickly turn that opportunity down. It's going to be shaded. There's going to be a filter of risk now overlaid with that investment opportunity. And here's the interesting thing. Even if I were to know, okay, wait, hold on. This is recency bias. Perhaps this investment opportunity is great. You can seek to overcome 
that bias if you become aware of the bias. But it can be tricky because a past event that was accompanied by an emotional charge is being triggered. And so you can seek to overcome that bias. And indeed, we can overcome the bias. But it is now potentially more difficult because there is something influencing us on a somewhat emotional level. Now, for those of you that do have access to trigger free, you can actually reprogram that bias. So this is just an aside for those of you that have the tool trigger free. Trigger free is a reprogramming tool. So if recency bias does come up for you, then you can take whatever it is that you feel triggered about. For instance, in this particular case, I would take the fact that I'm triggered about potentially investing through trigger free, and I can reprogram that bias. That's just an aside for those of you that have access to trigger free, or those of you that want access, you can see how to get access in the show notes. Now let's talk about another bias. Another bias is called confirmation bias. This is a really interesting bias. So We have all sorts of beliefs or narratives about the way that the world works and what our mind is always doing, what our subconscious mind is always doing is it is looking for proof that proves our beliefs. It's looking for proof that proves the way we perceive reality and it's going to influence us in our behavior and the choices that we make to prove that reality. So this is where something really interesting like self-sabotage can come in. For instance, let's say that I have terrible luck. We're going to call it luck. Let's say that I have terrible luck with dating. If I have terrible luck with dating and that is my narrative and I'm just always thinking about how I have terrible luck with dating, when I'm thinking about that and when I'm experiencing my, quote, terrible luck with dating, my subconscious mind is essentially wiring in that story even more deeply. It's saying, okay, All of these past experiences prove she has terrible luck with dating, and this is what she believes, so we need to find further proof to substantiate this reality. And so it's going to look for proof. So let's say I then go out on another date, and again, somebody terrible, or, you know, somebody that I just totally don't vibe with, and then check, my reality is proven. Now, confirmation bias is our tendency to interpret all information in our life, to look for information, to see, to align with information that supports my values and my beliefs. Here's the interesting thing. Let's say that somebody new comes along and that they are actually wonderful. Number one, I may not even see them because my perspective of my life, my view of my life is that I have bad luck with dating. So I may not even see somebody amazing that comes into my inner circle. Why? Because my confirmation bias won't allow me to see them because that person dating me doesn't fit into my reality. Now, some of you out there may think that's absurd. There's no way that's happening. Okay. Look up confirmation bias. Test it out in your life. Everyone does this, by the way. Just because I'm teaching about it doesn't mean that I'm above this. Like, (laughs) this happens to me too. Everybody does this. This is a natural bias that happens with our subconscious mind. Again, we can become aware of it. Now, when could you potentially become aware of it? Well, when you become aware of your narrative, like, my narrative is that I have bad luck with dating. I'm going to not make decisions that directly oppose that narrative. And I'm going to look for people that are amazing. And I'm not going to even engage with or date somebody that I wouldn't like. 
I'm going to choose opposite of the way that I always would. Then you are cueing your subconscious mind to look for new things. And this is working directly against the bias. Then let's say that I meet somebody that is amazing and I start dating them. Most likely what's going to happen in that scenario is there's going to be something in me that feels a little bit uncomfortable because that is not my norm. And my mind is going to be working against me a little bit. It's going to say, hold on, hold on, hold on. This disproves our reality. And so this could be dangerous. We don't know if this is correct. And this is where self-sabotage comes in because it's uncomfortable to do the opposite of what we've always done and disprove our own narrative. We oftentimes will undercut ourselves subconsciously without even realizing it and ruin something new and positive that's coming in. And this is, quote, self-sabotage. Oftentimes when we're self-sabotaging, especially in the beginning, we don't know that we're self-sabotaging. It's only kind of in reflection that we can see that we're self-sabotaging. But the more you become self-aware and you see your own patterns, the more you can pick up, oh, wait, hold on. I think I am self-sabotaging right now. Where am I potentially living out a narrative that I don't want? And how can I work consciously against that. Another just really, just as an aside, a really common way that I see confirmation bias working out in the world is in the way that you Google things. This is so interesting. But like, for instance, let's say that I believe that there's more red cars on the earth than there are blue. This is super random. But let's say that I believe that. Now, a objective way of Googling something would be red cars versus blue cars worldwide. But The way that I see a lot of people Googling is they'll Google more red cars than blue cars on the earth. So there's a bias inherent in the way that they Google something. And then, of course, what does that bring up? That brings up all the articles that support their bias. And then it's just confirmed. And this is why people stay locked into their own politics and very rarely change their mind. And that's totally just an aside. I just thought that was really interesting how we search for our information and how we could potentially search it in a more objective way. Okay, so we've covered some biases, right? Confirmation bias, recency bias, and how those things can influence us. So my point with those is just to give you a really tangible example of how our subconscious mind works and how it does take effort to see our skewed perceptions, our filters, our narratives, our beliefs, our biases, and how you can start to actively work against them. Now, in my workshops, I give so many ways for identifying what narratives are playing out and how to see your own biases. But in this podcast episode, I wanted to give just a little taste of something that you can do if you're not in one of my workshops to help yourself break free from a belief that may be blocking you or limiting you or not making you feel very good. So just think about something in your life right now that you wish were different. And if possible, if you have something in your life right now where you wish you had more, let's say, opportunity, or you wish you were maybe paid more, or you wish that you had more friends or something that you might feel stuck in. Just bring to mind something that you wish were different. Now, when we think about the way that the world works and the opportunities that we have in life, oftentimes we can only really think of the opportunities that we have seen others close to us have. And when we think about the others, 
it's also kind of required in our subconscious mind that those people be really similar to us in order for us to have those same opportunities. So for instance, if I came from poverty, like no money whatsoever, and then I go to college, and all of these people are getting these amazing opportunities, but I see that all the people that are getting opportunities come from millionaire families or billionaire families. Even if those people look like me, sound like me, have the same grades as me, it is unlikely, unless I've done some personal work, that I will look at those people and think that's possible for me too, because subconsciously I will categorize myself as very different from them because I didn't come from money and they did come from a substantial amount of money. And so I'm going to say, well, of course they have more opportunities than I do. I will never have those opportunities. Now, of course, um, (laughs) if you come from money, you do have privilege and innately you may have more opportunities. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that if you remove yourself and you say, I will never have those opportunities because I didn't come from money, then you are completely removing any opportunity because now you've created a narrative in your mind, you've created a bias, and so what's your subconscious mind gonna do? It's gonna look for proof for that. So if you're saying, I will never have the same opportunities as these individuals, that's now what your subconscious mind is going to help you prove, and you're never going to look for opportunities. So something that's really interesting is that When things kind of aren't going right or you're not feeling as happy as you'd like to or you feel stuck in some way in your life, something that you can do is you can really seek to get a fresh perspective. Sometimes it's like we're suction cupped to a perspective and we're looking so, so closely at like this one thing that we think we want and we need and this is the thing that we need right now to feel better and it's like the end all be all and this is the thing that I want and it's just not coming through and damn it, I just feel so shitty about it. Okay, but what if there's something better than that thing? And your mind may right now jump in and say there's nothing better than this thing and that is your confirmation bias. That's just your mind trying to say that, no, 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 the way you're thinking about it is the only way and it's correct. And your mind is just doing this because evolutionarily speaking, that's what it's evolved to do. It doesn't make it right that your mind is doing this. What happens if you zoom out? What happens if you pull back and you release the gripping and the forcing and the frustration and the stuckness And you say, hold on, what if there's something that I'm not seeing? What if there's something better? What if there's something different? Now, a place that I see this happening all the time is in people's careers, especially the sorts of individuals that I tend to work with in my career workshop, because the kinds of people that will often sign up for my career workshop are those that have had a really linear track career They tend to have put a lot of time, money, energy. They've invested a lot of themselves and their resources and everything into this career. So it's something like nursing or being a doctor or an attorney or an engineer or a investment banker or just something similar to where, you know, your identity tends to be really tied up in this thing and you've potentially had a lot of success with it and you've done schooling and all the things, right? So when these sorts of individuals start to try and think out of the box and they think about, okay, like what are some other things that could bring me happiness, could bring me joy? What are some ways that I could think outside the box within the confines of this particular career? Or for those that feel like they want to test out another field, 
they can ask themselves, what are some ways that I can think outside the box with this thing that I just love to do in the world? Right away, their subconscious mind comes in and shows them all the limitations. And a lot of times, if you aren't trained in identifying your own blocks, identifying your own biases, knowing that the subconscious mind does this, if you haven't been essentially trained in catching that and working against it for years, then it takes a lot of effort to really practice this practice of self-inquiry and self-awareness and ask yourself, wait a minute, where am I blocking myself? What has my beliefs about the world and the people that I've just personally known in the world told me? What have these beliefs shown me that are actually limiting my perception of what's possible in this reality? Right now in the world, I don't know if you guys have heard of the creator economy, but the creator economy is essentially where anybody can just take things that they absolutely love and they can create something with it. Let me give you an example. Let's say that I love running and I love learning about marketing and playing around with marketing, but I'm actually a surgeon. Okay, I'm not really liking doing surgery and I want to back off on the amount that I'm doing surgery and I want to explore other things. Well, my first thought is going to be, of course, I can't make money running. And I don't know how to use my marketing talents besides marketing the surgeries that I'm doing. Okay, but what if you use your marketing talents to promote a running club? And then what if this running club has dues? And what if you guys travel all around the world together? And then what if you start doing like one-on-one lessons, teaching other people how to run the way that you do? with your endurance or stamina or what have you. And you may think, but I'll never make money doing that. Is that true? There's so much money in the world. Who's to say somebody wouldn't pay someone, a high-end trainer, to teach them things? So as soon as your mind sort of starts clocking like, oh, I can't do it because of this, or I can't make money at that, or I can't, we should pull back and start thinking to ourselves, is that true? Is that true? Is there a scenario in the world at all where this could be successful? And if there is, the question then becomes, why am I excluding myself from that scenario? What are the beliefs in my head that are telling me that I can't get there? So that's just an example in terms of career and thinking about, you know, how to get really creative. But this happens with everything. We have certain patterns that we are living out. We go get our groceries somewhere. We talk to the same kinds of people. We take the same kinds of trips. And these things just wire in the same pattern, the same beliefs. It's like every single day strengthening those neural loops again and again and again and again. So if you want to zoom out, if you want to get a fresh perspective, a fresh perspective meaning I want to see how I'm seeing my current situation that I feel really stuck in or really crappy about. I want to see this in a new light and a new way. I want to see different opportunities. I want to change what I believe. I want to change what's possible for me. We have to break free from the current narrative and the current patterns that are locking us in. So how do we do this? I want to talk about two very quick ways that you can apply this. 
now that you may be spotting some ways in your life that you may have a really narrow perspective that you would like a fresh perspective in. The first thing is get outside of your comfort zone. When we get outside of our comfort zone, it can break the reality that we live in. It fractures something. And in that fracture is a gap that allows space for new thinking. I have a regular practice of getting outside of my comfort zone, especially if I get like bored or if I start feeling really pessimistic about something or I start thinking that things aren't going my way. I will purposefully try and do something that feels a little bit outside of my comfort zone to kind of break that line of thinking and to remind myself that I am a fully autonomous, evolving being and that I always have the option to changing things. We tend to think we have no options. We tend to oftentimes unintentionally think of ourselves as victims of our circumstances, But you can always choose to change something, you guys. You can always choose to change something. So number one is get outside of your comfort zone. Do something that is unnerving, a little bit scary, a little bit uncomfortable to you. And then watch how that opens up something within you. And number two is break the pattern. Think about the pattern that you're in. And the things that you normally do that get you into that pattern and then start doing the opposite of those things just to test it out, just to try something, to see how it feels to you. What happens if I do the opposite of what I am normally inclined to be doing in this situation? What happens if I choose a different pattern? Now, as something kind of fun to play with is you can break all sorts of patterns. The more that we sort of change up our patterns in general, it can allow our mind to start moving in a different way, to start thinking differently. So maybe you take a different way to work. Maybe you all of a sudden take a break in the morning that you're not used to and you go on a little bit of a walk. Maybe you start journaling. You pick up something new. You do something new. And this can change our thinking. It can change the way we think about things. Now, for those of you that are in Transform Foundations, in Module 3, you guys have all sorts of ways, especially in your quick access to your tools to do this with different mindsets and different mindset shifting. There's certain journal questions that you can do. There's certain guided visualizations that allow for some reprogramming. You also have access to the pattern decoder, which is amazing because that is just a straight shooter into seeing where your biases are and to start changing them, and you have access to Trigger Free. So you guys have a slew of tools that you can use. For those of you in your life's work, you have the belief recoder. I mean, that whole step-by-step packet of how to identify your beliefs and how to change them, and then you have several subconscious reprogramming tools, including the self-limiting belief reprogramming, and you also have access to Trigger Free. You also have subconscious reprogramming where you can look at the low and the high frequency of something in the personas and projections module. When you're stuck in something, that's going to be the low frequency. And then when you use that subconscious audio tool, you can see what the high frequency is. So you can actually choose the opposite. If you find yourself in a pattern, that will actually give you the perfect opposite reaction, opposite response that you can do 
that is much more aligned with you and will get you a better outcome. And then, of course, you have a million manifestation tools. So you guys just have like an abundance of ways to change this. And then for those of you that are enrolled in Trigger Free, I kind of already gave an example earlier in the episode. But for any of you guys that are in those workshops, you can also use these two tools that I've given today, which again is to get outside of your comfort zone and to change up your patterns. Interestingly, I've been doing this myself over the last few weeks. Every single week for the last several weeks, I've done one thing outside of my comfort zone. And I have to tell you, the number one thing that I've noticed is that there's a break in tension. You know, when we get really, really locked into a narrative or fruitful, really stuck or frustrated in some way, some shape, some form, when we can do something outside of our comfort zone or just change our pattern, there's a break in tension. It's like a, ah, and we're not so locked in. Our feet aren't so stuck in the ground. We remind ourselves that we can move, that we can change things, that we can do amazing, incredible things. And it all starts with just one tiny action. So today, what is one thing that you can do outside of your comfort zone? And maybe just as I ask that question, something is going to pop up, pop into your mind. And also, maybe following that are a lot of reasons why you can't do it. And remember, this is your subconscious mind that's saying, hold on, we don't know that things outside of our comfort zone are safe. So probably don't do those things. But just because your subconscious mind is giving you all these thoughts about why you shouldn't do something, why you shouldn't take a risk, why you shouldn't be a little bit more free, doesn't mean we have to listen to them. We can always just talk to our subconscious mind and say, hey, it's okay. This thing I'm going to do outside of my comfort zone isn't going to kill me. So what's the thing that has popped in? The little tiny, even if it's a small thing, what's the thing that you can do outside of your comfort zone? You guys, sometimes just going to a different grocery store is outside of our comfort zones. Sometimes going to a different coffee shop. Sometimes just saying hello to a person in an elevator is outside of our comfort zones. Those are okay to start with. Start there. And then changing up your pattern. What's one thing that you can do, especially maybe around this this thing that you feel stuck in or you're not getting the right opportunities or whatever it may be, what's one way you can sort of change your pattern around that thing? So here's my challenge to you for this week. Pick one of those things and do it today or do it tomorrow. Do it soon because we are creatures of habit and it can be really easy for us to just forget and to move on But if you really want change, I'm telling you, this is a fast way to open up, to get a fresh perspective, and to finally get those things that you've always been desiring. Because your desires are important, my friend. There's almost nothing more important than the things that you are desiring. And you deserve all of those things. So good luck take that leap. I'm excited to hear about all the fresh perspectives that are coming to you.